0: Number five of the night. Uh, actually, right before we began uh, the podcast here, you'll notice we're, we're starting about 14 minutes late. Those of you who are watching live, um, the reason we're starting at 9:14 is multifaceted, to say the least. I don't think I'm mischaracterizing it to say it that way.
1: Well, beyond all that, we've also had other, just tons of technical difficulties tonight. For example, I forgot to plug you in so that people could hear you when you started talking. So you just kind of cut in in the middle of that. Again.
0: Multifaceted problems. Yes. Um, anyway, so uh, you'll notice if I was in the chat, I no longer am because uh, Windows 10 is now crashing for the fifth time this evening. Um, all right. Well, you know, we, uh, we I, I told you, I told all of you. Oh, by the way, Rue, how you doing? Good to see you. Great. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Yeah, oh. So I told all of you last time that the next time we would be doing a podcast, I would be utilizing Windows 10. And if you didn't see us, it was going to be due to issues with Windows 10. Well, my, my dear friend <laughs> didn't lie. I was not lying at all because um, I did upgrade to Windows 10. And uh, although I got it about I got I actually started using it yesterday because um, I didn't get the update right away. And uh, it is absolutely not allowing me to use highly proprietary programs that don't normally run on Microsoft, like Skype, which is owned by Microsoft. Um, It it will not allow me to utilize it. So I'm not sure why that is. Uh, In any case, what I have done is we finally found a a way to circumvent here in in Central uh, Grand Central here for uh, for all technology for the Commodore. Uh, I've connected via Android devices tonight uh, in preparation for this, just trying to figure out a way to do it. What I finally settled upon is what I probably should have done from the beginning, which is now my Mac, uh, which is, is sitting on my desk, is controlling my main camera, and I am back with you with the regular microphone and everything else. You can pretend like you can see me and hear me just
1: <clears throat> like normal. So, as Nash says in the chat, you yes. upgraded a wire. You bleh, I already fudged it up. You upgraded already. Why would, Why would you do that? Yes. That, and that's um, the exact same thing I said. I'm like, I'm waiting like four or five months for you fools to beta test it. And then I'm, yeah, then I'll probably pick it up. But so I, I by the way, should we just go ahead and say we've moved on to the tids and bits? Yeah. Because, hey, guess what? Windows 10 launched.
0: Yeah. We moved on to the tids and bits. Um, yes. So Windows 10 launched, which is what I was going to talk about today. And I, I actually, although I've really only been using it for 24 hours, the, You know the answer that I have to give Nash is that I really expected that Windows 10, due to all of the great things people have been saying about it, and because I actually did use the technical preview previously on the very same machine I'm running right now, I figured, hey, what do I have to lose? Um, Little did I know that uh, those really those really uh, off the beaten path, very difficult to predict applications that. Microsoft um, has to code for like Skype wouldn't work um, anyway so I don't have much many I don't have many good things to say about Microsoft right now at the moment um except Windows 10 does look really nice it doesn't work worth a damn but it but apparently look the I'll give you I'll give you a quick how this went when I finally got a chance to upgrade. I mean now now bear in mind it launched the 29th. today is the fourth, fifth Today's the fifth. so it's I got August, I, on August 4th was when I finally actually got the download to work. okay mm-hmm. I loaded the sucker up, I installed everything was fine as soon as it, it boots up for the very first time, it goes into the you know the little screen and says, hey, welcome to windows let's put, let's put in some information and let's you know make sure everything's cool, set some settings. I literally just clicked a couple bars, first crash. didn't even make it through the setup wizard.
1: You are on fire about
0: this tonight Didn't even make it through the setup wizard Crashed I think three more times Last night Kind of said you know what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do too many things too quickly here I'm just going to let it I'm going to boot it up and I'm going to let it run I'm going to let it do all its updates And I'm going to get out of the way um, It worked It worked well I've been using the computer for, for, for like I say About 24 hours now Things have been working great Until I went to connect for this very show because as soon as I went to connect for this show, well, we all know the rest is history here. So, I apologize to all of you, my viewing public, for upgrading to Windows 10. Damn right. Uh, or, or as Microsoft is calling it, the largest
1: upgrade event in history. which well, it probably is. Actually, it's also supposed to be the the last upgrade event, if if their if their marketing's to be believed. You're saying this is the end of history? Are you finally
0: predicting this is the end of
1: history? <laughs> yep, communism has fallen, and uh, <laughs> there's the no, there's nothing else. I never understood that phrase. Okay, ah, so, yeah, so welcome to today's episode, where we're going to talk about the 90s and the end of yes. history. The oh. extreme arrogance of historians. That was... History is over. Yeah, uh, I think that's a little over... A little over-selling it to say that all historians said that. It was probably just uh, one or two guys, and the media is like, yeah... Hey, that's a good soundbite. Yeah, well, let's yeah. put that on there. Yeah, yeah no, historians. Uh, historians yeah. Are
0: saying, uh, yeah. They I'm saw the papers. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> what the hell? Okay, news. <laughs> that
0: is how, how journalists sound sometimes. So, Anyway, so I don't want to talk <clears throat> anymore about Windows 10. Go ahead. Done? You're, you're, you're,
1: you're done? Yeah. Yeah, I'm done. I'm, so, I don't want to talk about it anymore. So it's been... It's working. The video's fine. Let's move on. So we're a week off, actually. It's been three weeks, I believe, since we last gathered here together. To... Which means
0: that if we had done the show on last Wednesday, I would still be on Windows Seven and everything would
1: be working splendidly. So and it would keep going blips and jits. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nash is reminding. Well, I should also
0: mention that we normally do talk substantially about the program and the notes and everything for the program before we actually begin <laughs> broadcasting normally. So with all of the technical difficulties, you and I have had no time to do that, which is why this show sounds like it's coming off half-cocked,
1: because that's exactly what it is. We can't use the whole cock tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. I'm sorry. Not using the whole thing. Only halfway there. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. Have you watched Rick and Morty? Uh, I have not watched Rick and Morty. I've heard great things about Rick and Morty, though. Okay. So you should watch it. Here's my news. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fit this in with a news thing. My, my, okay. rev, my Rick and Morty revelation. Which okay. happens to coincide with the uh, the the beginning of the second season, uh, which just ah. started on Adult Swim. So they had one season a couple of years ago, I believe. It was like eleven episodes, and um, it's just bizarre. It, uh, oh, it's hard to explain. Basically, <clears throat> I was telling someone at work about this, and 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 the way I described it was eh, there's like a it's an animated show, and there's like a kid and his crazy mad scientist great grand or sorry grandfather who. Yep. Take and they go on adventures. That's right. That's the best way I can describe it, but yep. you really just have to watch it so it's,
0: it's it looks um, Reminiscent of something like a Adventure time for grown-ups.
1: I've never seen adventure time but maybe so <clears throat> the thing that really sold me on it Well first off Nasha uh, over in comm Bravo uh, a couple or a week ago. No one or two weeks ago. I can't even remember Basically yeah. introduced it to me, forced me to watch it, and I fell in love. Um, but it's <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's 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 very it's very it's gotten very popular. And the thing, if nothing else, that I I can use to sell people on it is that it's co-created by Dan Harmon, who's behind Community. Ah, um, so, so he knows Alice. Uh, yep, and so my I'm hoping that if I watch it, if I watch Rick and Morty, we can become best friends. And he will introduce me to Alison Brie. The end. That is a great idea. <laughs> this so. is a great idea. So anyway, it's, it was actually been a pretty big event, you know, this, this second All of a season coming out. Again. So, so uh, I, I hardly recommend it. This is like this is like when you you told me to watch Game of Thrones, and I'm like, I don't know. That ah, seems I sort of don't know. It sounds a little overrated, a little of Thronesy. So maybe there's you'll people love in
0: it. that. I don't want to see it.
1: <laughs> so. It's good. What's your next news item? That's, That's the only good, one. I just want to talk about Rick and Morty. It's um, oh, and something else about it, it's like yeah, it's kind of silly, crazy humor, and, and yeah. a little crude at times. But yes. almost every episode has very good emotional tones to it. Yeah, uh, which it's not just a, it's not
0: just kind of moral tales mm-hmm. or or uh, or
1: Veggie Tales.
0: Just trying to be gross for being gross' sake.
1: Oh no, it's not that. And that's what I was kind of worried about at first, because or it's not just like pot humor or not uh, like stoner humor or just ridiculous, yeah. off dadaist almost. Like that's yeah. like which is something which is normally why I try to avoid Adult Swim. Like the whole Tim mm-hmm. and Eric uh, mm-hmm. or or Tom goes to the mayor stuff. I'm like, what yes. in the hell is? Th- I, you must. I you need don't to, know. You need to be stoned out of your mind to find this amusing. Um, I. Don't understand. I know. I love. This is not. This is not that. Yeah. So, oh, if you like Aquatine, you might like this too. So. Oh God, I love
0: Aquatine. Um, I have some news. This this might be in the file. This in the same file you might put. The I I pooped today. Conversation. (laughs) What? But I finished. (laughs) But he's for crows. But I poop from there. But I poop from there. (laughs) Not right now. You don't. Um God bless you if you have no idea what we're talking about. Anyway, <laughs> so the, uh I finished A Feast for Crows, and I am now I, I am now about a third of the way into a dance with dragons.
2: Ah, and welcome to there's 2012. Much to
0: discuss. Yeah, there's much to discuss. Um I am I now I know a little bit more about obviously some of the diversions that you were already aware of that the show has taken and and some of the things that we weren't uh, discussing previously I'm very interested to understand your thoughts on a few things moving forward but w- rather than spoil those for the show because we have other things to talk about uh and we're already off to a late start i'm not even gonna go there but i am going to talk about this other element that is not uh, filed in that same place which was i saw some of the uh gameplay footage for the new mirror's edge which i think went public yesterday oh, that's right um really really excellent. Uh it looks like it's 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 a very, very well refined version of the game that came out previously, uh, obviously in the last generation of consoles, which I thought was uh a very very good game. There were some some fairly robust flaws in it as well. But uh it looks like looks like they've fixed a lot of those. Robust um,
1: flaws is a great way to describe that.
0: Yeah, I mean th- it was they were not shallow. They were there were some real deep issues with the game. Um, they've rectified some of those. Some of those actually might be just the use of guns in the game uh, as a character. There are no guns uh, for, that you use, other uh, people use them against you in Mirror's Edge. I think that actually takes some of the mixed complexity out of the first game away. So um, now you're not gonna be worried about trying to, you know, shoot people in a game where you're basically just trying to disassemble mm-hmm. guns um okay so you're sold so i i I really like that i thought it was really really good um looks like an, an excellent game i'm glad they're 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 still working on it and continuing with the series
1: all right well in the also in the gaming path that we have tread down for the tids and bits uh dragon quest 11 was announced see which is big uh well big in japan um <laughs> big in Japan.
2: Yeah, well
0: you're big in Japan. So nice. <laughs> you were the one listening to Adam Ant before this whole thing got off Just, you know. I, mean,
1: I had to do something while I was waiting for you to fix things. You
0: don't know, you do know, have any you know, have any big in Japan?
1: Uh no. I'm not a big fan of that song. Anyway. That's to, a great song. So Dragon Quest ten, which was an online only entry, which I am never a fan of. Um yep. and uh yeah, I know we're having some technical difficulties with the stream. Uh everything on my end looks good, so I am assuming this is a YouTube issue, so Hopefully, it will work out. <clears throat> so, let's just press on. Um, Sounds so, good. So, Dragon Quest XI announced for PS4, I think. PS4 and Nintendo 3DS. So, this is very interesting. Square Enix is really hedging its bets on this one. They're like, no, I mean, they're very well known for wanting to release Dragon Quest on the most popular uh system in japan because they want to sell the most it was the nes for a while super nintendo moved on to the playstation playstation 2 then famously well if you follow this kind of thing went on to to the ds with dragon quest 9 and so everyone's like oh man what's it gonna be for the number 11 oh my god um it's uh nintendo 3ds and ps4 and there was unconfirmed rumors that it might even be on the Nintendo NX, which is the, the next thing from Nintendo. <clears throat> so, uh,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yes. so
1: unofficially, kind of maybe possibly the first uh, game for that mysterious system. Which again, theory or uh, what am I trying to say? Um, potentially, I don't know. Rumor, rumorly, will be coming out next year, which is very quick. I mean. We already discussed about how the Wii U was kind of a forgotten uh, redhead stepchild at E3 this year by Nintendo. So a lot of people thinking they're kind of throwing a lot into the NX development right now. So we'll see. Nice. Hey, I have related news.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: In related news, in about a week from now, I will become a proud owner of a Nintendo Wii U. Now that you've officially announced the NX, thank you very uh, much.
1: Yeah, you're welcome I'm for sure. that. For that. <laughs>
0: Segway. Segway Um Yeah. So, um, you know, we, uh, the bottom line is I have connections. I mean, it's 2015. The system's two years old. And uh, I have connections. So somebody's getting me one for free. So you and I are going to be playing some mad Smash Brothers starting next week. Okay. I'm okay. That's okay going to happen. This... Yeah. I mean, I'm going to get smoked because I've never even played the game yet. You're going to but... get smashed. Smashed. And smoked, uh, probably both. But uh, welcome again. It, uh, along the the line of the news you broke before, it is two, welcome to two thousand fifteen for the Commodore today. Uh, <laughs> I am getting a Wii U, so I'm very excited about that. Well, more like welcome to two thousand twelve again. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good. Point. Um. All right, so folks, we were off to a little bit of a rocky start. I don't want to keep going with any more news. Let's 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 get to the the. Uh, Let's get to the topic du jour here. What is the topic du jour, you ask? Well, for a while, you, Rue, me, Commodore, been yeah. talking uh, about a, a topic that we have been thinking about to uh, kind of present the right way for our audience. And that is kind of, that is the idea of the misappropriation of geek culture. Um, I think I know what that means. I think you know what that, what you think it means. I know uh, I've already started to see a few folks in uh, the chat and otherwise that don't really know what it means. So why don't you talk to folks about what you think this topic is all about?
1: Okay, so basically the idea put forth is whether real or imagined, the idea Mm -hmm. that first off, there is a thing as geek culture, Mm -hmm. uh, which is basically, you know, the the culture uh, surrounding well, geeks and nerds uh, people who are maybe uh, at least classically known for being kind of socially awkward or, or mm-hmm. liking liking specific things there's actually a difference to completely get off topic at the very beginning there's a difference between geek and nerd if you if you look at nope. the actual definitions I, I think I, oh. <laughs> I think is a nerd is someone one of them is like someone who's very very you know specifically focused on a certain topic or or, or, mm. or or area of expertise and a geek is just like someone who likes odd things or something like that. But anyway, the point oh, is <clears throat> things that are classically not considered cool, like video games or sci fi or fantasy or things like that. You know, if you like those types of things, you're probably a geek or a nerd in some lexicon. Right? Yes. So um, basically the idea is that this is, be, you know, in, in like, the 50s or whatever, up through, geez, the 80s, Revenge of the Nerds and things like that, up until only a, a, maybe 10 or 15 years ago. Uh, geek culture, nerd culture was seen as, as something to be shunned, something other than what is normal. And it seems more lately that uh, the thing that really prompted this was, like, Pixels, the movie, which oh. is really all about... Um, you know all sorts of uh, well you d- you describe pixels pixels is a pure
0: and i haven't seen it i'll just say that but i've seen a number of different uh reviews of it including the not to be missed movie bob review uh-huh. um anyway that was also part uh, of what inspired this whole thing yeah so pixels is is uh, a movie by adam sandler and You know, if you haven't seen a great movie from Adam Sandler in about 15 years, then you were just like everybody else in the entire world. Um, A terrible, terrible movie by Adam Sandler, which basically um, uh, it, it kind of
1: it hijacks. 80s nostalgia. Well, I mean, the fact that you use that phrase is very loaded and why I want to talk about this in the first place. But go ahead. Yeah, all right. So, so basically the story is
0: that all these, uh, that we sent out, you know, all these this messaging long time ago back in the 80s uh, into, you know, the, the out, and into outer space. And
2: <clears throat>
0: the aliens got all that information, including our video games, and misinterpreted it because they thought that was the way to come and attack them. So or attack us, I should say. So they create some of the nefarious and otherwise actually good characters. I mean Pac-Man's not a bad guy, last I remembered. But um, wasn't he? Yeah, wasn't he? But anyway, you, you they put all these these characters together and then they they, you know, throw them in pixelated form at the at the world, and then the president of the United States, who happens to be Kevin James. Paul Bar Paul Blart Mall is the President of the United States. But it's still better than Rob Schneider. Anyway, he's the President of the United States and he calls on three of the greatest video game players of the 80s to come back and defeat them. This time in real life, not in the game. So now that I've told you what it's about, I'll tell you what it does. What it does is it basically hijacks all of your nostalgia because this is a movie that is, I think, the of among the more baser forms of nostalgia that we have for the 80s, right? I mean, it's it's basically, hey, this is a thing. You remember that thing. I'm going to casually point to that thing and say that was a
1: thing and you're going to pay me money. Right. Got it? And that but the thing is, is that uh, I mean, so now that that could be a mix up of not only nostalgia wank, but also uh, misappropriating geek culture, because it is like clockwork after like 20 or 30 years after something comes out. It kind of has a rebound or an echo, if you will, because people or kids or teenagers who like that thing at the time are older and have more money to spend. Right, so well, I, drop cash just because of a name. When we were kids, you couldn't get anywhere without baby boomer stuff slapping you in the face. Like, hey, remember how great the baby boomers were? Isn't this right. awesome? Hey, look at the hey, Wonder the Years. Hey,
0: the 90s Brady Bunch. Hey, the yeah. 90s uh, Flintstones. Hey, yeah, you know, it's like, no, I don't, I don't need anymore. So, so the Beverly
1: yeah. Hillbillies. I know exactly. And here we are, kind of regurgitating stuff from 20, 30 years ago again. So, I know. so, so. You you obviously seem to think that they have misappropriate geek culture now now or in with pixels and and the thing is people will complain about that with with lots of other things one of the more other famous examples is like the um, uh, Big Bang Theory yes which I've heard to referred to as nerd blackface which is funny um, yes yes <laughs> so
0: that is the <clears throat> best description I've ever heard of that show so I think I'm
1: going to take a bit of a a compared to what you're thinking. A little bit of a, a um, little bit of a devil's advocate on okay. this, and maybe go opposite of you. So let me ask you. Let me put you on the spot, Mister Johnny. Okay. What offends you? Maybe "offend" is the wrong word, but what 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 offends you about perceived misappropriations of geek culture, such as Pixels or Big Bang Theory or um, Star Trek: The Next Generation? Uh, his and her hand towels uh, for five bucks at Kmart. Star Trek, the next gen. Next gen. Um, uh, which I was
0: watching before the show. So, um, anyway. Um, so, two different things. One is the, the pixels, the reason I'm offended about pixels is a very different reason than I'm offended about Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory is the one I'm excited about. So, let's get pixels out of the way. Okay. Get out. Just get it out. The reason the reason that Pixels offends me is um, not because they misappropriate geek culture. Not that they misrepresent Pac Man or that they turn Donkey Kong into something that he's not, or that you know they they make video games trivial or any of these other kinds of things. Right. I, I I'm not really upset about it for that. What I'm upset about Pixels for is that it is basically just. Trying to get people like us that were that played video games a lot to spend money just because video games, you know, it's <laughs> as if they made a new Super Mario Brothers movie exactly the same as the one they made in the '90s. It's that's awful. Not really Super Mario Brothers. It has nothing to do with the game at all. And when if you go and see it, you like this is insulting. They they just got me to come here because they slapped a the logo on it. That's what makes me angry and offended by pixels
1: okay fair enough that's not that
0: exciting anybody could say that i think you don't have to even be a geek to say that you can just be somebody
1: who likes you know donkey kong i don't know and you're already talking about how movie bob in in a viral almost rant at this point talked about how awful pixels is and but the thing is you and i saw that i think a lot of people did Mm -hmm. Before you can get to Big Bang theory, let me talk about that. What I mean he he kind of goes off and says like this is the end. This is the point where I can't remember the exact phrase he used, but he's like like this is this is the point of no return. This is where really the commoditization of geek culture is, has has happened. And I would argue it's not a new thing. This is like It's not a new thing at all. Not at all. It's not a new thing. And the thing is is that is it really is it really that bad? Can't you just instead of completely I mean, well, if you're Wanting to do it on YouTube for views. Okay, yeah, maybe you want to do this. Yes. But in real life, is anyone really that angry about pixels being a crappy cash-in of, of you know, nerd nostalgia? Are they I'm so not angry? angry
0: about, or do you just not, not watch it? I'm not angry about it at all. I mean, I, I think, you know, people talked about, well... Oh my God! This is the last grain of Adam Sandler's misogyny because the woman is a trophy at the end. And Movie Bob said the same thing. And,
1: well, okay, you
0: know, God bless his his uh, his frail sensibilities to be offended by such fodder. <laughs> but um, you know, but, uh, to me, I'm less worried Gauntlet about thrown. Adam Sandler's inability to tell a story, which people have known for a decade now. So the idea that that to to try to ascribe tropical um uh outlines to an Adam Sandler script is almost nonsensical at this point right so wh- why would you the fact that you would complain about the fact that there is that there is something tropical about how this woman is a trophy is absurd and in many ways misses the 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 era in which the movie is supposed to be defined by
1: well, now, anyway. you, now you're almost getting into Anita Sarkeesian territory. I,
0: I really am. and, and but, but what's funny is I'm not. I, I, I'm I basically reaching over to Anita Sarkeesian and pulling her closer and saying, hey, <laughs> smack.
1: Right? Hey. That's what I just did. That is a violence against women trope. That's true. Violence against women trope. Also mildly creepy. Um, also mildly creepy.
0: So – for me, you don't. That doesn't make me mad. It doesn't make me mad. What makes me mad is that everybody now responds to this this way.
1: What, I mean, because
0: what, what continues to misappropriate geek culture, what mm-hmm. I think is far beyond, and what gets into the big bang theory, far beyond mm-hmm. pixels, Transitionness. is that the the overall kind of zeitgeist, the culture out there, right. We could call it whatever you want: Western culture, American culture. Uh, you know, whatever you want to look, however the whatever lens you want to look through, whatever scope you want to inhibit, right? Or inhabit, I should say. <laughs> um, I don't know why you would inhibit the lens, but anyway. Hey, so block that lens. Yes. So when you when you, whatever scope you want to inhabit, I think uh, it, it it turns it turns this into. um something stereotypical it turns into something that it's really not right so oh yeah that dumb movie
1: pixels that all those gamers love Mm -hmm. which is not true at all or or they at least thought that or maybe even worse that the producers and the people and a lot of people involved probably like oh this will sell great because people these gamers gamers will take these gamers will suck up anything whatever stupid people on cnn and Fox
0: News and Headline News are going to say, oh, the cool Pixels movie comes out this week. You got to go check it out. You know, like, I mean, like, can, can you just see them, like, shilling out this garbage? And that that's what really hurts, folks. So for me, I'm not offended by Pixels in itself. I'm offended by the fact that that is how the culture continues to see us as a community and that what Pixels does along with a million other things big bang theory being one is continue to propagate i think a very unfair image of geek kilter that's what i meant
1: so here's my argument or an argument okay i would say that anything that becomes popular which yes Let's, let's face it. Being a geek, being a nerd, being a gamer, being a, a fan of fantasy or sci-fi, mm-hmm. it doesn't have the stigma it once did 20 yes. or so years ago. It right. has become more ingrained in regular pop culture. Absolutely. And anything that is popular will get commoditized. And watered down. And watered That's down and and manu- uh marketed to toward yeah. and such. I, I mean, it's the, it's you the had, popularity dilemma. You have freaking memes on Wendy's commercials, uh, at this point, which is ridiculous. Uh, I, know, I, I mean, it doesn't make me mad. It just makes me go, oh, that's a bad marketing gimmick. Um, yeah. but I, the thing is, is that, you know, in, a, in an, the nerd or geek community, yes. which has had a stigma for a long time socially. Yes. <clears throat> I feel is a little more um, sensitive yep. toward, toward what they see as attacks on the culture, however, per, however perceived. However and, perceived. And, and yeah. in this case, this is less of a people saying, oh, you like video games? What a nerd. Get out of here, jerk face. I'm going to go yep. pound your sand. What pound your sand? (laughs) Take that. And instead, there people are offended. Uh, A lot of people are offended because they're like, "Oh, you're silly nerd." We're gonna just, you know, market this game to where you throw some crap at the wall, whether it's Big Bang Theory or or Pixels, and you're gonna like it. You're gonna eat it up. Whatever. We can use these horrible stereotypes, or or horrible. We can use these stereotypes because you know whatever. Um, And that's. Offensive uh, might be a strong word again, but that's offensive to people in this culture because they're maybe being grown up. They were picked on uh, right. and, and stuff like that by other people for liking these things, and so I think that's a bit of an over overdramatization dramatization of yeah. of a response, which Depends leads to you're something Canadian or not? The, the, how you well, say that yeah. word? So you said it, you
0: said it perfectly Canadian the first time.
1: Aluminium. Um, <laughs> that's British. <laughs> But... Uh,
0: <laughs> it's not right. They don't say it that way.
1: Anyway, so so I, I feel that response is like, like movie bobs, which are just like completely bemoaning the misappropriation of geek culture. I think it's less that and, and more of a, hey, geek culture, such as it is, such as it exists, is popular now. and yes. And it's just being marketed toward. It's the same thing yes. that happens to anything that's popular. Right. Honestly. Right. And... And it doesn't. I don't know. I don't know if it's anything to really get panties in a knot about. No, I, I
0: completely agree with that. And why are we so surprised that somebody that can't make a good movie about anything,
1: right exactly, can't make a good movie about video games? Shock. So surprise. I I, I I pulled you off the off the the tangent you wanted to go off of with Big Bang Theory. What is you said yes. it was, you had a different problem with that than than pixels. this? This to me is.
0: Is the bigger problem with the misappropriation of game culture? Now, I, I, I get everything you've said so far makes total sense. Where if if a certain, you know, it, it's it, it's it's the popularity paradox. It happens with everything, right? If I'm, you know, it's the reason Kurt Cobain committed suicide, right? Or did he? Or did he?
2: <laughs>
0: Welcome to the Conspiracy Hour. Um, <laughs> so this is not that show. You will never have that show here. Uh-huh. Um, in fact, I- we, should, we should spend some time talking about conspiracy crap Anyway, Kurt Cobain committed suicide Why? Because he, he was always that guy on the fringe, on the edge He was creating stuff that was new, that was different, that was edgy That was beyond the norm, beyond pop culture And within about two or three years He became the number one artist to be that was popular, and he couldn't take that. So a lot of artists have the same kind of dilemma. It's the same thing. So everything you're saying, 100% agree, but let's talk about the Big Bang Theory, and let's talk about the effects of the Big Bang Theory, okay? Okay. My fiance, not a geek, okay? What? In in really any form or facet that can be
1: described. Well, I mean, she likes Jurassic World, so she can't. Yeah, you know what she also loves? The Big Bang Theory. (laughs) And you know what? Big Bang Theory isn't for
0: geeks. It's it's really not. It's not for geeks. That is exactly right. However, the reason why I think it's the misappropriation of geek culture is not because it, you know, talks about kind of the the elements that make geek culture thrive and the actual pieces of geek culture uh, that are alive and well. Instead, as you said I, I love the critique that you threw I know that wasn't your critique yourself But it was a great one That it's kind of geek culture in blackface In other words, take <clears throat> Stereotypes the, Take the stereotypes of the stereotypes of the stereotypes Make that as black and white as possible And then create a show around that Where everyone walks around and does the equivalent Of what you've always made fun of me for With Spongebob Squarepants Which is, ha ha, look at my underwear Right Ha ha I'm a geek. Ha ha. I have no success with women. Star Trek ha ha. reference. I Yes. Ha. Star Trek reference. Ha ha. I make robots in my basement. Like, I mean, it's it's so stupid. And this is so this is another element of, of the misappropriation of game culture that I think is is so interesting. Because, again, what it does is not necessarily that because that, you said it's not for geeks. I don't know if you know this, man, but The Big Bang Theory is like the still like the number one comedy on television.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, or it's close at least, if not it's close right. now. It used to be, yeah. right?
0: Um, you know, and uh, the you know, the uh, you know, they're winning Emmys. Like, oh, all these people from the show are winning Emmys, and it's just you know, it's it's uh, it's crazy. The point is, this is a very very popular show. That does nothing but stereotype geek culture, and therefore everyone keeps their stereotypical view of geek culture. In other words, this is what everybody looks at popular culture and says it's terrible for. Mm-hmm. It's terrible to ta- to to have stereotypical images of women. It's terrible to have stereotypical images of, you know, minorities. It's ter- terrible to have stereotypical images of anyone
1: except geeks. And, you know, that's a... Well, I, w- I wouldn't go that far because I was going to say that so, – so just to clarify, these are – you would call both of these both pixel. We're, – we're calling it the Pixels reference and the, the Big Bang Theory reference. They both misappropriate geek, misappropriate geek culture in different ways, ones to sell to yes. geeks, ones to use geeks as a selling point to the more general populace. Absolutely. And, I like that. You know, Let's separate
0: those. They are different animals.
1: And I would say that the Big Bang Theory one is not new or unique. Uh, no. you, you got you got lots of shows that wrap things in a in a thin veneer in order to sell tired jo- tired jokes. Uh, we're talking yes. specifically about TV shows and sitcoms right now. I mean, uh, what's that? What is that show? I don't even know if it's on anymore. Like uh, Mork and Mindy, Mork and Fatso, What's it called?
0: Mork. Um, Mork and Mindy. Mike and Molly.
1: That's it. Uh, I yeah. mean, isn't that just a vehicle for? <laughs> <laughs> isn't that just a vehicle for fat jokes essentially? Um, yeah, it is. You know, it pretty much is. Uh, isn't? Uh, hey, I'm
0: fat. And I'm running on a treadmill. I okay, mean, that's cool. You know, like, <laughs> hey, I'm fat, and that's a piece of cake, and I want it. Oh, geez, that's <laughs> so funny. Is yeah. it,
1: isn't? Um, oh God, what was that other? Uh, uh, Mike and Molly? No, what was the one? Uh, <laughs> uh, loud woman and gay guy. Um, oh, uh, yes, 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 yes. What was the name of that show? Hope and Faith. <gasps> Will and Grace. <laughs> Will and Grace. <laughs> Thank you. Open Faith. Will and Grace. I think that was actually That's another show. For. No, Will and Grace. <laughs> yeah, I mean Faith was,
0: but it didn't. It wasn't about a loud chick and a geek and a gay guy.
1: I I mean, wasn't that also kind of just a way to tell tell a lot of gay jokes? It
0: was.
1: Uh, I, I mean, not not necessarily making fun of gay people, although yes, yeah, there are a lot of stereotypes in that show too. But oh my it, God, it's just. Yes. Fu- I always thought it was kind of funny. It's like. I mean, people will kind of praise Big Bang Theory for being like, "Oh man, this is this is really good for geek culture. This is or for geeks, this is showing that they're accepted." People said the same kind of thing about Will and Grace, like, "Oh, this is really good for gay people, showing that they're becoming more accepted." And I'm like, I'm looking at both of these things. I'm like, this is not the f- most flattering depiction of these yes. different groups of people. Um, right. Obviously, well, whatever. Let's not get into uh, the persecution of gays versus any other group. Um, no. that's 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 ludicrous and not even not even close Uh, and 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 let's not even talk about shows like the jeffersons or uh, oh i know or or, well anything by tyler perry oh god right well okay and that's different again is it perfect yes uh you have (laughs) no thank you you have again misappropriation of black culture absolutely okay you have shows from the 70s which could get away with a lot more you know stuff like that stereotypical yeah. stuff about black people like the Jeffersons or uh, Mike and Molly what's that show um, with the Boy, the no, garbage Steph. oh Mork and Mindy oh. no <laughs> no the, the Honeymooners whatever there he's are, a bus driver there are lots of examples um, uh. and that that is the misappropriation of black culture for popular oh you mean all in the family is that what you're talking about all in the no, family no not at all but whatever I'm on a roll stereotypes I'm on a roll yeah, and then you have Tyler Perry stuff today, which misappropriates black culture for the consumption of black people. Right. It's, which is uh, – uh, how is that advancing?
0: I, I, anyway, I don't, I don't know if that's – But a, through the use
1: of stereotypes and, and a lot of silly stuff. Anyway. So, right. So, again, just to go back to my point is that this is not new or unique to geek culture. And it's something yeah. that is just – it's a part of – it's a part of marketing. It's a part of – Capitalism—it's a part of selling stuff. Does it True. suck to look at? Yeah, a lot of the times. Yes. But it also is a sign that your culture is, or whatever you ascribe to in that culture, is 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 uh, popular because it's worth marketing to, which is in a way good.
0: All right, you ready for for number three now? So you you define number one, which is using nostalgia to sell to the core audience with pixels. Yeah. You've now defined using geeks as a vehicle to sell crappy television to the masses.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I've got a third one. Okay. This one might be the most egregious. Hit me. Which is once geek culture becomes more normal. (laughs) I threw up quotes for those of you just listening. um, More normal, more normalized. Let's put it that way. <coughs> and hmm, excuse me. um, you know, we have things like pixels. We have things like the Big Bang Theory. Then what happens is you can go into a, you know, I mean, what, what's a store where you, you know, you, you can buy pretty much like like a Target or a Walmart? When you walk into a Target and you walk into a Walmart now, and you want to buy a T-shirt, most of them have walls of T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Most of those T-shirts basically have to do with three things. One of them is they just have album covers on it, which, you know, they, most of them are album covers from the 70s. Um, the second is rude messages that you would never wear, want to wear in public. And the third, and by far what I find to be the most prevalent now, is the real misappropriation of geek culture, is a bunch of t-shirts about really geeky stuff. They are selling... <laughs> t-shirts with sheldon's face on it from the big bang theory they're selling t-shirts with like you know star wars t-shirts are back baby and by the well, way yeah star they, wars is they back. actually and they actually like they make it look like the shirt came from the 70s like they, that's the yeah. whole point right they, you know, it's vintage. You know, make seven up yours. You know, I mean, like these are these are these these interesting little uh, catchphrases that you can buy. My point is, now it's predominated by geek culture. So, you actually see like department stores, right, selling geek culture to people that are not geeks at all, <clears throat> and and you know, you don't need to go to. Uh, a store that sells kind of geeky stuff. To see it, you see it all over the walls
1: of, you know, regular retail establishments. So it's so as opposed to media to be consumed, it is yes. products. It's product related and to geek culture. This is this yeah. is what's cool now. Oh yeah, I've seen lots of bazooka so
0: Right. So this is the hipster uh-huh. version. So number three to me is is hipster <laughs> geek culture, which means. I don't really, I'm not really a geek. I don't really like this stuff. But because it's now cool because of the Big Bang Theory and pixels, no, I'm not saying this are the only two, right? But because of the examples we've given, now I need to dress in geeky stuff because that's what's cool. That to me is an egregious misappropriation of geek culture.
1: So I saw, I, I was looking at this Pinterest, uh, and if I added a Pinterest account, I could probably see more for some reason you have to sign up. Screw you, Pinterest. Uh but it's called <laughs> Screw you. It was most ridiculous. it's called the Pinterest is called Most Ridiculous Results of Mainstreaming and Appropriation of Geek Culture. Uh Geekery hmm. used to be weird and awkward. Now it's big money, but the monetizers can be kinda tone deaf. Uh and so here is let's see what we got. We have uh Doctor Who TARDIS shower rack. We have no. a Boba Fett folding chair. We have a Darth Vader and Yoda belt buckle. Yes. Darth Vader and Yoda Christmas stockings. Um, An 11th Doctor from Doctor Who costume pajama set. Yes. A Vulcan in the streets. A Klingon in the sheets tank top. Oh. And the list goes on. I mean, so... Oh. (laughs) Uh. So my so, my response yeah. to this stuff, though, is if it's silly, if it's very obviously trying to cash in on a popular trend, whether it's geek culture or whatever, and it's a product. Yeah, isn't that a lot easier to avoid? Like media stuff, it can be hard to avoid, and it can be annoying, right? If like, say, you want you're you're watching. Um, you're watching the Emmys and you want some, you know, you want like Game of Thrones or, or I'm sorry, something funny. Um, I don't know. What's a funny show. You want Rick and Morty to win the, uh, the Emmy. And instead <laughs> yeah. uh big bang theory wins for best, best everything 10th year in a yeah. row. Yeah. That'll, yeah. that'll be annoying to you. And especially if like there's people in the chat saying, I really hate being called Sheldon at this point uh, yeah. by people who think they're being funny and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> Look at my underwear. When something's popular in media, it can become a force unto itself and it can really get under your skin if it annoys you. It's kind of it can it can be hard to to avoid. For yes. stuff like this, it, if you don't want a doctor a tardis shower rat, can't you just not buy it? Yeah. So, look.
0: There's a big part, there's a big element to this that has <laughs> and, and, nothing to do And I think
1: I just sold an 11th doctor pajama set in the chat. Perfect. <laughs>
0: There's a lot of this that has nothing to do. Let's let's be clear. So here, let's wrap this up, right? Wrap this up. Let's tie this all together by saying that there's a lot of this that we've been talking about so far that has nothing to do specifically with geek culture.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I said it. Okay. It It has actually to do with culture in general. I agree. But secondly, also has to do with capitalism. Because yep. if, we, if we live in a world where, where, where people can sell stuff and the more stuff they sell, the more they're going to want to continue to sell it and sell more of it. Um, in a world where there are spikes in the popularity of certain things, that thing itself and related things are always going to have more products associated with it um, and the watered-down effect and all those other kinds of things we talked about. Consumption junction. What's your function? Yeah, cultural consumption, and then actual, you know, financial consumption of these goods and services that we call geek culture. Okay, be it a TV show, all the way to a Doctor Who towel rack. Um, these are things that if people just tune them out and don't purchase them at all,
1: will eventually go away. Yeah, they will eventually go go away. away. If Absolutely. you if you do not go to see Pixels, in theory, one day Adam Sandler will stop making crappy movies. That's true. Well, actually, My not ten. true because yeah. he already
0: signed a big old deal with
1: Netflix. So, god damn it, he's going to make at least ten for him. I think so. <laughs> um, Something's just I can't be avoided, folks. I'm sorry. Yeah, what do what, what you what are you do you uh, do? So so I mean but, I don't know. In the end, the mis- is, is 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 it fair to say that like, geek culture is being misappropriated? <sighs> If you count, if you can't count, kind of like crass commercialization uh, and capitalization of things that are you can vaguely consider as geek culture, because if, I mean, let's we didn't even define that really very well, much at the beginning. No, it can be a very wide we, net. We fiat that everybody knows what geek, what geek culture is. So sure, about. sure. You can you can you can have a, an idea in your mind of what you want it to be, um, right, or what you think it is. If if you count that crass commercialization of it to be misappropriation, then yeah, okay, it's being misappropriated. Is it something to really like bemoan and and call it the death knell of geek of geekery of of geeks and nerds? No, no, no. There's always going to be people who will uh, you know really seek out you know like what you like, right? If no one else is really harming it, what what's the hurt? I had a little subtitle when I tweeted this this title out saying, like, is Pixels really hurting anybody? Yeah. And the answer is no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not.
0: And, and to answer uh, a question, or not a question, but a comment, I know it was kind of tongue-in-cheek, would there be geek culture without capitalism? The answer is sure, in as much as there would be geeks and there would be culture potentially without capitalism. Those are arguments that good, honest-thinking people can make on both sides. However... My argument is not necessarily that geek culture is reliant on capitalism or any other type of culture is. That's a whole separate conversation. But that all forms of culture are absolutely affected, and in many ways, subjected even to a system like capitalism that, um, by its very definition, allows for. You know the creation and sale of concepts, things, ideas, services that are cultural in nature. Yeah. So that's my point. Okay. Not that you know geek culture specifically is reliant on capitalism. Just to be clear. No, it's not. And but what it is funny, and I and somebody did this is like what we would call a shower thought on Reddit, right? This is <laughs> this is the commie
1: talking about capitalism. Interesting. Uh, Nice. Uh, Evil Manny Manny in the chat has a very good point. Well, first off, uh, Techie really puts my thoughts into a more succinct idea. Maybe our expectations for respect are unrealistic. Movies and TV will cash in on anything that they can. Geek culture isn't unique. Uh, It's perfect. Evil Manny Manny says, and actually this is something that we didn't really hit on, but I'm I'm curious. Man, you could go on for a whole other episode about this. Is it preferable for geek culture to be tiny and still mocked? Um, Right. Uh, this is the delint. So, that's the same paradox I was talking about before. I, I, but that's the thing is that there are certain subcultures that pref- they they prefer to be insular. They yes. prefer to mock and and push away people who want to try to join. Right. Um, oh man, I I can't. E- there was a really good example. Uh, uh, I can't think of it. Um, but I, w- I was looking online uh, for some information about something. I want to say it had something to do with uh, video game prototypes or something like that. And um, someone was like, "Yeah, I tried to get into that, but the 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 you know." That group of people are very insular. They don't like other people coming in. You have to be part of their clique. It's almost like I mean, if your sub, if your culture or your subculture is so small that it's it's very insular, people don't want other people to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, uh, and but that's
1: you, you get defensive about the yeah borders of. And that's kind of a human nature thing about anything. Yeah. Um, not, not again, but not unique. Not unique. Not unique to geek culture. I mean, I mean, humans are humans, right? Um, right just because someone is a geek or a a sports fan or a political junkie, uh, we all act in certain, very similar ways when we see things that we feel are challenges or, or, or affronts or whatever. Um, and you know, we, everyone has a low tolerance for sugar. sugar. Um, and, and that's and, and that can really Bullsugar. I, I don't know. A lot of people watch The Big Bang Theory, so I wouldn't be so sure about. it. Well, that. no, but what I mean is that you have a lot of geeks that are upset that a lot of people watch The Big Bang Theory because they oh, can so, so they can see they can see it's a quote unquote fake nerd show, a fake geek show. Yes, and, and I, I, I it's pastiche. Man, this is another can of worms. But that uh, to quickly jump on or touch on, I should say, the idea of the fake gamer, fake gamer girl. Yes, but th- but isn't that that's what I was talking
0: about with number three? The fake gamer girl well, is the girl that walks into Walmart and sees the the,
1: the thing well, with the Pac Man button and says, "I'll take that." Yeah, and I, the problem is, I, I think by sing- singling out a gender, um, that kind of automatically elicits a response from feminists saying, "Oh, you're saying then women don't. can't then, be then, fans?" Then do it of as games a sex. Yeah, exactly. Not, it, not it's it's yet. not and it's weird because like people will jump back and say, "Oh, you're you're saying if you use the phrase fake gamer girl, then or fake geek girl, you're you're saying that women can't be geeks or women can't be fans of games." And in my mind, that's not at all. I mean, not that I've used the phrase, no. but or or or, well, or go around bemoaning it. Uh, but when someone else says it, 99% of the time what I see of them saying is, "Oh, these people that are just selling selling their femininity or, or their sex sure. to geeks particularly in order to get ahead in a in a fakish way. People like yes. Jessica um I don't know. Well that, that that's a can of worms. Uh, uh who's the one from Attack of the Show? Um Morgan Mindy. Molly Mindy. See
0: when I know when you say something you're you're trying not to divert me. Whenever you say that, it consciously diverts me. So uh, Olivia, Munn.
1: Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn is yeah. not no she's an actress. Right? Olivia Munn. She got right. she got to be She's also a married bra-
0: to Aaron Rodgers.
1: Oh, did they get married? Yeah. Oh, good for them. Um yeah. but She's I, now Psylocke in uh, in the upcoming X-Men movie. Exactly. Um but my point is that she she used attack of the show to use her sexuality to sell to herself to geeks and that was her jumping point. That's what she yep. used to get off. Or, you know, then she well, used it uh, on The Daily Show. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... So, I, I mean, and I think that's what people feel a, a lot of... Not a lot, but some guys feel talked down to. They feel that, you know, uh, um, that... that uh, What's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're kind of being... Well, talked down to is the best way. Being like, oh... You're a geek. You don't get any any play here. If I show my boobs and wear a Princess Leia costume, right? You're gonna follow all over yourself. And well, again, and the, I'll you know, sell my product.
0: The, the stereotype is that that's what works. You know, the whole concept of the idea of got you know yeah. some of the more risque cosplay out there is like, look here, I'm I'm gonna do this for attention because at a geek convention, I'm gonna get a lot of it.
1: And unfortunately, a lot of people over. They, they, they over they're kind of over uh sensitive to it and then like anytime there's a girl uh, a sexy girl at the convention dressed up in cosplay they'll be like oh what a fake what is. a fake yep. gamer girl or fake geek girl and then it's like okay now you're just being insular you're being if you don't right. know anything about this person it, it, you know you, you you can't suss out their intentions at all maybe they yes. honestly probably like uh uh you know <laughs> Shenmue 2 or whatever I don't I don't know why sure. that game I know, yeah. jumped in yeah. my head yeah that's a whole other kettle of fish I really probably shouldn't have opened but I, I just wanted to touch on it real quick before we finished because I saw the end coming
0: yeah well I think we wrapped up this topic anyway I I am uh, I think we've launched a couple ships out here that could be they could sail as yeah. podcast topics later on and uh, maybe they should but um Anyway, I think we treated this better than I even thought we were going to. So, hey, sometimes winging it is okay. Uh, Wingman. Wingman. Let's move with that segue. Let's move on to the third portion of the program, which I've neglected to mention thus far. Which is the question and answer portion of the program. And last time we got together, we talked about Iwata. We didn't have a question and answer portion of the program. So I know Mm. several of you are going to be interested in asking questions. And uh, I know this because you've already asked them.
1: I'll just play some replacements while we wait for you to go through the questions. No, I, I got it. We're, we're ready to go. Okay.
0: Um, oh, by the way, if you'd like to ask a question, oh. all you have to do is uh, find me, Commodore128. My mm. chat line is still running miraculously in Windows 10 right now. It's still working. So uh, find me, Commodore128. Send me a private message if you're following along in the chat. You can also tweet at it's the Commodore mm.
1: with your questions. And uh we will answer the best ones on the air. Before we move on, mm-hmm. Mr Kibbles I think puts it well. If they're trying to get you to buy it, so just sorry, just to wrap up the last point I was trying to make, which I don't yeah. I don't feel I close it out well. If they're trying to get you to buy something, they they probably aren't genuine. And to and to fully close out, the fake geek or fake gamer girl is not something that is only with women. There are fake geek guys, obviously as well. Sure. Maybe they're not pointed out as much. But they also exist, like we were just talking sure. about Big Bang Theory for a freaking hour. Or so. Yeah,
0: like going to hot
1: yoga classes. Same thing. What? What?
0: If you're a guy that goes to hot yoga classes. Oh, you're a fake yoga guy? Yeah, maybe. I
1: don't know. Oh, guess Has- what, guys? Hashtag fake yoga guy. Oh, man. Well, uh, <laughs> Yes.
0: I believe my Windows 10 just
1: crashed. <laughs> it's been working great the entire time. Um, pull out your phone. You got Twitter on your phone, right?
0: So, uh, oh, no. I, the, the Twitter's going to be fine. Oh. I have Twitter in a different window. It's just my chat that's now blown up. I'll pull up the one that
1: I can see. Okay. Damn, so s- since we're waiting for you. Um, if you have questions, tweet them. Just tweet them. Yeah, okay. well, I see one just in the chat, so I'm going to jump on it. How do you... Because yeah, I'm ahead. curious what you think about it. <clears throat> Vince Pimpinit asks, how do you feel about the new Vacation movie?
0: Yeah. Is that I, out uh, yet? Officially? Very... I think it is. Think very skeptical. Yeah, because it's the number two movie, I think, in the country right now. Wow. after. Oh, uh, okay. After uh, Pixels, which is just a, a smash hit. <laughs> um,
1: no, yeah, think Pixels is not number one, is it? I was kidding.
0: I was oh, kidding. God. Um, so... I I was very skeptical about this. The more I've looked into it, the more I've seen of it. It looks not like just a crappy remake, but it looks like they're doing some good homage and not just pointing at it and saying that was a thing. Mm I don't know. It's kind of a continuing. It's it's almost like a sequel to Vacation because it's next generation. It's like Vacation, the next generation,
1: right? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I thought Worf's use in it was pretty good. Um, Yeah, it was
0: pretty good. Tashi
1: are a little overrated. Uh, I'm kind of the, a- the same way. It's like when I when I first heard about it, I was like, "Oh God, here comes another cheap cash in," or a cheap remake. Uh, and I saw the trailer, and I was like, "This actually looks like it might be kind of good." Because let's face yeah. it, you reboot something like Ghostbusters. There's a yeah. lot. There's a lot to sift through there. If you, yes. that you want to, that you have to like hit all the points to get people to be happy about it. You know, not only does it have to be a good comedy, but you have to have the proton packs, you have to have ghosts, you have to have uniforms and an ecto one, etc., cetera, etc. National Lampoon's Vacation is it's a road trip comedy. Yeah. If you can write that well, that's pretty much all you need to do for it to be successful. It's true. It, and it just uses the name. So I think the fact that it doesn't have a lot that it needs to be beholden to. Is a potentially good thing. I'm probably not. I, no, I know I'm not going to see this in the theater, but I no. probably wouldn't shy away from watching it some point later.
0: Absolutely. So, absolutely. And it's funny, you know, my favorite vacation movie by far is Christmas Vacation, well, and obviously. whenever they have that on in the middle of July, I'm always kind of like, huh, I don't think I could watch that right now because it's, it's just wrong. You always watch it at Christmas time. Yeah, exactly. Um. Okay. So thank you. For those of you, I am very, very sorry what's happened with, with uh, Windows 10 and, and my, my crashing chat window here. But if you did uh, put a question into the chat, and, and Vin's pimpin' it did as well. He was actually asking about one of our drunken wild nights. I'm not going to talk about that. We're, we, you know, we, we don't need to cover that. You already covered a question from him, so we'll just leave that where it is. What? Uh, send me a tweet instead at it's the Commodore.
1: All right, let's rock and roll. I do think we need to sell... Commodore plushies, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. Um, okay.
0: <laughs> Trippin Drago asks, Do you two believe that Dragon Quest XI will sell NXs in Japan and America if SE decides to release it on the platform? Square Enix decides to release it on the platform.
1: I um, I think it could potentially sell units in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not so much America. I mean, it hasn't even been confirmed that Dragon Quest XI is coming to America. We kind of... We kind of, we were having a lot of technical problems at that point that I was trying to stomp out, so we kind of uh, uh, skip past a lot of that, of what I wanted to talk about with Dragon Quest XI. But like I said, it was going to PS4 and 3DS at the very least. And at first I was like, oh man, I might just have to get a PS4 because these look like great graphics on it. But the 3DS version, they're doing this really interesting thing where they have like more modern 3D graphics on the top screen and mm-hmm. on the bottom screen or or maybe it's reverse I don't know. On the other screen it's like classic 8 16-bit Dragon mm-hmm. Quest. Yeah. It's like so you can play them both and it's right. like if you are it's um, great. Idea. It's it's really it looks really good. And beyond that it's like if you're using the um if you're using the uh, analog stick to move around yes. and interact with the world, then uh, when you go into battles, the battles will happen on the 3D screen, and it'll mm-hmm. be like modern type graphics. If you use the cross pad, then battles and interactions will happen on the you know old school screen, and it'll be nice. more like playing an old school Dragon Quest game. I'm like, okay, sold. I gotta get it for the 3DS version. At the you know, so. Yeah. But yeah, okay, long answer and a little circuitous compared to your question, but there okay. you go.
0: I like it. Um I agree wholeheartedly. I think it I think it'll move units in Japan but not in America.
1: I'm just really curious to see what the NX is all about
0: after all, so we'll see. I'm just excited to get my Wii U. So, moving on. We use a good system. Razalon asks, "How long do you think it'll take before games are treated with the same level of respect by the public as at large as movies?" Now, careful. <laughs> we did just we did just spend the better part of what? Five hours. An hour and 20 minutes here. Well, let's just say, let's call it an hour. We started a little bit we were, late. We, we were pretty late. Yeah. But the better part of an hour now talking about the movie Pixels and how little respect it is garnered um, among really the public in general. So not so sure respect is the right, point, the right word for specific instances. However, I think I understand your question. You got Me, respect the medium garnering. itself in terms of garnering respect is an art form potentially because i think people understand that there are bad movies that get made but they also understand that there are brilliant movies that get made and they are beautiful and they are artistic so is does that mean that we as a culture are going to have to you know pass the same video games to have the same clout uh as in people have to decide that video games are artistic in order for them to have the same clout I think so, and the reason why is because for most of the rest of our culture, if you think about the, the media that you know, permeate our culture and really the, the, the different cultures of the world throughout human history, they have to do with the artistic pursuits, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from cave paintings on, right? This is expression of people that make a a lasting impression you know they talk about humanity to generations you know beyond when video games can pass that same threshold I'm not saying they don't already do because I believe personally they do what I'm saying is that by and large unless that's accepted by the greater culture I don't see them having any kind of I don't see them having the same kind of weight as movies and maybe what that means is it's going to take a renaissance the same way that, that things kind of happened with film you know with with Uh, With um, uh, the director
1: Renaissance of the the sixties and seventies, well, there's a specific name for that, isn't there? Yeah, I don't. It's the new Hollywood thing, basically. Yeah, right.
0: Um, You know where where people say, "Hey, oh my gosh!" You know, it's not just about you know people moving around on screen anymore, and the technical marvel because it's a technical marvel, obviously, film, but the idea of it being artistic and technical <laughs> at the same time video games are a very technical medium. It's also very much immersive and, and very awesome just to experience. Now people have to experience as an artistic medium. So a uh, long answer. Sorry, Resilon. The, <laughs> the short answer is, uh, it, it's going to be a while. That'd be my guess. I'll stick with that. I think you covered it well. All right. Let's see. Um, Ooh, Holiday Howlett asks, what is one area of game development that needs a lot of improvement? Example, AI in single player. Oh my goodness. All right. Now hold on, Holiday Hewitt, before we move on to AI and single player. That's, you started I, I your want,
1: answers to both questions in the same way. Now hold on there, well, jerk uh, face.
0: Wait, wait just a second here. Butt munch. When you say AI and single player, be careful what you mean, right? Because if you mean AI and single player responding in ways that are quicker or more easily able to kill you then let's just get something out of the way right now right it's very very easy for AI in a game to kill you more quickly every game that you can possibly play right now that has AI enemies could very easily kill you in very unfair ways that would not be fun and would be non-competitive and everything else okay so if you're complaining necessarily about the 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 ways in which, the, the intelligence with which they come to kill you, be careful. Because game makers have to dumb down AI quite a bit in order to allow you to survive and allow you to win. Because that's what they do. It's not it's not like you beat them. It's like they're allowing you to win. Sorry if I'm like uh, hurting anybody's feelings here. You hurt my feelings. I'm crying. So I'm not, yeah, the AI example might not be a good one, right? But... Let's take AI out of it. What do you think is an area of game development that could use improvement?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say the actual question was pretty open-ended. Um, yeah. Ugh, oh, that's difficult. Uh, what do you have? Anything off the top of your head? Yeah, I mean, um, I think one thing that that
0: that absolutely can get better is the nature of co-op on. Mm these kind of devices, because Mm. um, what I see is uh, a lot, a lot of capability to play some of the games that you and I grew up playing that were so much fun. Heroes of Might and Magic, Lords of the Realm, you know, Might and Magic. These are, you know, civilization, right? Um, Civilization obviously continued on. You can buy civilization in, in, in contemporary context now. But I see magic in in these platforms to be able to utilize them for control or for overlays, or for simple kind of hiding your your functions from somebody that you're playing with. So competitive play and cooperative play on mobile devices
1: connected, to me, is something that's gotta get better. Okay, I can go for that. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna go a little, uh, maybe not esoteric, but wide-reaching in this answer, okay. but that's an area I mean. of g- game development that needs a lot of improvement. I think the the um, ability to successfully use new technology in game development and not just port old types of games onto new technology and expect it to go well. I I Um, think that's
0: a great. I think that's a great point.
1: So, so in other words, like like you were talking about mobile games. Like, actually, that's kind of a subset. It's like if you want to play, you can download like Sonic the Hedgehog two or whatever for your mobile mm-hmm. device, what is it? Well, it's it's basically just Sonic the Hedgehog t- 2, or, or or a new Sonic game, Sonic the Hedgehog 4, whatever. And it's basically with little touchscreen controls that are buttons. And it's like, well, right. okay, that's literally just taking the buttons that would be in a controller and putting them on the screen and saying, good, you're, right. you're, you're, you're good. Go you're ahead. You're good. There you go. Um, Have a nice day. The, Enjoy, the game. Enjoy your memories. The The... Lack of respect the we got with the Wii Waggle. Uh, I think a l- some games did well with it, but a lot of other games just said, oh, you just waggle to make something happen. Okay, yeah. we'll just do that. Same thing with the 3DS where it's like, oh, um, huh, you got this touch screen. Let's like like uh, one of my least favorite Legend of Zeldas is, uh, 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 was it? Uh, Legend of Zelda Mork and Mindy. Um, <laughs> Mike and Molly. That's it. Uh, Olivia Munn. <laughs> No, no. Phantom Hourglass, because it's like, oh, you move uh-huh. Link around by touching what part of the screen you want him to go to, and you have to hold it down, oh, and he yeah. moves around. I'm like, what? Yeah, the yeah. whole time I'm playing, I'm like, this is dumb. This is a yeah. a classic type of Zelda game where it's yeah. best suited for a cross pad or an analog stick to move him around. Why are you making me it- go and... Ec- out of my way to do something
0: to use this it smells a little bit like the new Star Fox game just going to be in a vehicle to you I find hope, an excuse to use the technology i hope
1: not uh nintendo yeah, me too. nintendo land is probably one of the best uses of the wii uh, uh tablet uh for the wii u or sorry the wii u tablet i should say um mm-hmm. and, and i attribute things like the failure of the connect because no one was able to really find a good way to use it with a new game yeah. you would the dance games are the best way because Mm -hmm. those are basically types of games that are no damn good with a controller in your hand exactly but the thing is like fighting games where you're like literally physically moving and punching it's like this is this is dumb really (laughs) stupid (laughs) this is not going to work better well for more than three minutes or work well at all really And, and because of all that we've talked before about VR, upcoming VR, virtual reality systems uh, like Oculus and, and such, yep. and, and whether or not they'll be successful. And the fact is, I'm not... I, I'm sure there are some developers that are doing some really good work. I'm not confident that that will be the majority of games released for these systems. Um, yeah. We'll see. But but I think that game development in general needs to do better at... There's lots of really new, interesting technology coming out all the time and uh, for video games, and I think a lot of game development studios have problems learning how to integrate that into new and interesting experiences. Very yeah, long I, answer.
0: I, yeah, it's good though. I, I think that's great. I like it. Um. Okay, let's um, let's see. Pond Life asks, "What is your favorite sauce to dip at McNuggets in?" Now that's see.
1: That's a nice that's, easy one.
0: That's a, it's a trick question, isn't it? What is it? Yeah, because if you ask. What's your favorite sauce to dip chicken nuggets in? That could be anything. No, specifically but chicken McNuggets. Chicken McNuggets, which means you're limited to McDonald's sauces. Yep. And McDonald's I, sauces are, in my book,
1: pretty lacking. Well, okay. Names. Well, here's the thing. If I have chicken nuggets from, yeah. from anywhere else, yeah, I, because that is a different answer specifically for chicken McNuggets because I grew up yeah. with a certain type of sauce – that I would not use on any other nugget. Why? See? I don't know. It's just the way it is. It's like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. It's like uh, maybe honey mustard would be really good for any any old chicken nugget. For a chicken McNugget, though, mm-hmm. honey. Uh, honey. That's, Interesting. What I, that's what I grew up with. I don't know. I didn't know that McDonald's had other sauces besides honey when I was a kid because I always get honey with them. And you know what? Mm. It's so good. It is so good. I haven't had a lot, I haven't had a lot of chicken nuggets with honey since I was a kid, but I would still now I'm kind of craving them. So, thanks. I
0: can't even remember the last time I had a chicken nugget. Mcnugget. Um, let's see. Morgan asks, "Who is your favorite that, video game what, dog?"
1: That was a cop-out answer. What? You have no dipping sauce answer?
0: Not for McNuggets? <sighs> I would Ch- chicken McNuggets. The last time I had a chicken McNugget was probably over a decade ago.
1: What did, you, what did you dip it in? Nothing?
0: Uh, their barbecue sauce Okay Whatever their then, standard barbecue sauce Then that's your answer was. Barbecue okay. sauce Done um, There's so many other great places though To get chicken nuggets Where there's better sauces Like Chick-fil-A wow. um, Chick-fil-A nuck- Anyway you heard the are... question Morgan asked Who's so your good. favorite video game dog?
1: Duck Hunt Dog I thought the Duck Hunt Dog too That was going to be my
0: first answer
1: I so want um, a Duck Hunt Dog amiibo
0: hmm, That's
1: a good idea uh, you know it's coming out. They're gonna have amiibos for everything in Smash Brothers. Yeah. Hey, you can get amiibos now. Yeah. Not that I want them. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: interesting that the both of us thought about the Daikon kind of dog All right, cool. Hey, that's, that's a fine. that's
1: a new story we skipped on. Nintendo announced that it has sold like tw- what was it over like ten and a half million amiibos. Oh wow. Which is more we use that's than good. they've sold. That's yeah. not bad for a little side thing. That's uh, that's over a hundred million dollars in revenue. It's pretty good. Not it's bad. Pretty good.
0: No. Oh, you know, I was thinking of all these things that we missed to talk about. Like, I read today that uh, the n- there is a new Dungeons & Dragons movie that has been green-lighted over at Warner Brothers. A nude
1: Dungeons & Dragons movie? A
0: new oh. Dungeons & Dragons movie. Yeah, I, <laughs> they might make nude ones too, but my guess is Warner Brothers doesn't make
1: those. Oh, yeah. yes. Dungeons and... & Poon Dragons. <laughs> Poon I Dragons. I don't know where it's going with that. I'm sorry. Arthur
0: Poon Dragon, um, no. Okay, okay, whatever. I thought that was pretty funny. Dog okay. meat.
1: We're gonna call you dog meat. Sorry. Um.
0: Oh, I can't answer that question. We don't. We don't answer political questions here. We really. We don't. don't? What's
1: the question? How about? Let's at least hear the yeah. other question. How about? No. What no. a question. Now you can't do that to me.
0: All right. Evil Money Money asks: Does Bernie Sanders have any chance to influence mainstream political discourse?
1: Yes. Uh, Next. Uh, the best he can hope for is to pull, or the best fans of Bernie Sanders can hope for is to pull Hillary Clinton more to the left, at least during the primary.
0: Which would be influence, So yes, yeah, that's a yes. There's a, now. Does he have All a chance right. of winning? No, no, no. no does chance. So, uh, let's see. Zach asks question for Echo Screen thoughts on rare replay collection.
1: Oh, yeah, that's another news item. You see, a lot's happened. So this is 30 items, 30 items, 30 rare games from the company Rare, not Rare games, um, released for the Xbox One for like 30 yes. bucks.
0: Which I would totally <sighs> love to have.
1: Yeah, you got some good stuff. And, and funnily enough, now single-handedly, uh, Xbox One has more Nintendo 64 games than the Wii Virtual Console. Um, Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I think that's awesome. That's, that's a really good, good N64 deal. N64 games, too. Yeah, Perfect Dark, Banjo-Kazooie, Conquer. Wait, did they? Yeah, they did Banjo-Kazooie. Um, heard it, I've actually never right. played Banjo-Kazooie. I'm a bad person. Banjo-Kazooie's
0: fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it looks fun. I, think I, play, I yeah. saw your brothers playing it once. Anyway. Mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, I mean, pff, thoughts. It's probably one of the best games on the system. It's, it's one of the few things that would make me want an Xbox One. I'll say that.
2: Yeah, I still uh, have, absolutely.
1: I still have not sided. On whether I'm going to get a PS4 or an Xbox One. There's nothing pulling me toward either one. Gosh darn yeah. it.
0: Yeah.
1: What the heck? Anyway.
0: Uh, I don't know. I, I like it. I'm a little bit disappointed because obviously the, the, if you were talking about a rare game from the past that you'd love to see on contemporary consoles, the first thing you'd say is Goldeneye and it wasn't on there. Uh,
1: so. Well, yeah.
0: A little bit disappointed about that, but you get perfect dark, which is basically the entire Goldeneye engine just improved.
1: It's basically a better Goldeneye. Let's. let's It's
0: a better Goldeneye. So, (coughs) what what do you you know? No, no complaining. It's just not wrapped in the chic of uh, you know the milieu of of one of the
1: best James Bond movies. So,
0: yes, and well, the reason I like it is because it's wrapped in everything James Bond. Like I still to this day go back and watch some of the old movies and go, "Oh my God, look! That's her name is Domino." that was one of the control schemes in goldmine
1: uh tangent how good does the new has the the new james bond film look have you you seen seen the trailer specter yeah i have seen the new trailer awesome with christoph waltz uh apparently as blofeld christoph with Blofeld. blofeld yeah i how good he is born to play a bond villain He's born to play a Bond villain, but I, you know,
0: I say the same thing about uh, what's his face, the guy from Skyfall, um, Javier uh, Bardem. Bardem. he was good.
1: He was good, but Christoph Christoph Waltz is so good. You think he's he's better? He is. He is classic, classic Bond villain, just to a T, and he'll do it. I can't. Oh, I'm so excited. So good. Yeah, I am too.
0: the, The the new James Bond is 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 very very satisfying it's very good and despite what people think it's not just movies for guys anymore it's actually really entertaining
1: (laughs) this is a misappropriation Um, of bond culture yeah see there you go perfect
0: all right kings king wizard asks will there be any more painful memories in gaming videos those were great first of all no they weren't great no (laughs) they were not great and second of all will there be any more absolutely not nope a little
1: hard to do at this point very hard to do as well. So I think we unless I,
0: we did them on our own, until until my daughter is old enough to talk and say ridiculous things on camera, probably maybe. never going to happen.
1: Yeah, uh, she can play me as a child. I think we have, <laughs> that'd be interesting. <laughs> I know, wouldn't it though? I think we have officially uh, realized we are no good at the acting, so we are no. not going to try. It. Not only wait, wait, it's not just the acting. The acting, the acting is bad enough. It's more about
0: everything else like our production value was so low that it was comically awful
1: that's the only reason uh, why i think people enjoy it i think so too i just, I, like, I kind
0: of enjoyed it just because it was so stupid yeah. yeah i know it's like oh god so bad it's it's bad um
2: yeah
0: Stubby Bro asks Played a friend's Castlevania Symphony of the Night For the first time last week After Ooh. Afterward I bought it and beat it five times Is this bad? No Why would this it makes be you bad? a normal person Because Castlevania Symphony of the Night is one of the best games ever made I still say that to this day
1: I've only played a little bit of it And I I, I would agree, it's very good
0: It's fan-frigging-tastic Stands the test of time You can play it today, it's just as good as it was the day it launched If they just took that game And upgraded the graphics on it I know this is totally counter to what you just said before, but if they just upgraded the graphics on it, it would it would still
1: be as good today. I really want an upgrade to Final Fantasy VI. I still even Yeah, know. but I mean
0: here's the thing. Final there's a lot of ways they could screw that up with all the BS that's come after it. With Symphony of the Night, you could literally make a Symphony of the Night two. Clan of the Grey Wolf. Clan of the Grey Wolf. And we should be at the helm of this. All right, right? let's I'm, do I'm it. Begging. Now I know there is a spiritual successor coming out, uh, which is made oh, past Kickstarter at this point. There have been uh, like a billion spiritual successors. No, 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 no. <clears throat> This is actually made by the gentleman that I can't think of his name right now. Um, oh god! Like the, the the lead developer on Symphony of the Night is now making his own game that is a spiritual successor to Symphony of the Night, but he's doing it independently outside of uh, the walls of Konami. So okay. Anyway, check it out. It looks really, really, really good. Man, but missed, if they just made a Symphony of the Night 2, it would have been awesome.
1: We missed a lot of news. Konami's like imploding on itself. Yeah,
0: it is. Well, uh, I mean, look at what's going on with um.
1: Oh, uh, Metal Gear Solid. Uh, Metal Gear Solid and, yeah, and is leaving. Kojima that, and yeah. the whole. Well, oh, it sounds like they don't treat any of their employees very well. So
0: No. Yeah, I'll see. Somebody get in there and save the code before that place burns to the ground. (laughs) Oh, and also, Konami has such a storied history. There's got to be great, great stuff lying around in their vaults.
1: And Sega is taking massive hits in its profitability, uh, or revenue, I should say, with their when they decided, ah, let's just do all mobile gaming, which is hilarious considering that's what everyone was telling Nintendo to do the past few years. Sega, it's like everyone, everything that people tell Nintendo to do, Sega does, and then they get smacked in the face for it. Well, you know that the in, Genesis in the marketplace. What
0: Nintendo. Nintendo don't.
1: I, I so. mean, no, same like, oh, Sega got out of the console business, and they get pooped on, or, or you know, financially. Uh, oh, Sega, go full on to mobile, and they get pooped on financially. It's like, and people <laughs> want Nintendo to do the same stuff, and it's like, no, why, why would they want to do that? They're actually profitable again. Anyway. Yes. By the way, Console Wars is a great book, uh, talking about the Genesis does when Nintendo don't. About uh, the 16-bit error. So it's really more written from the uh, Sega side of things, but it's really yeah. fascinating. Anyway, yeah. finish that. I'm all over. So I was flying across the country 15 times in the last couple of weeks, so I had a lot of time to read. <laughs> um, DTX180. Do you think
0: subcultures overuse the term, this event saved the industry? For example... Uh, the 1998 home run, Chase saved baseball. Hmm. The NES console saved gaming. Steam saved PC gaming. Um, I think yeah. that that concentration probably is overused. I mean, people love hyperbole, right? People love hyperbole, hyperbole sells. People love hyperbole. <clears throat> I mean, you know, it, it happens all the time. You know, you don't even have to listen to schmucks like us to to find it. But it happens all the time, you know. I, I, you know, to be provocative, someone on ESPN tomorrow is going to say that someone at training camp is the best running back in training camp they've ever seen since Barry Sanders. Someone's going to say that. Deflate Gate right? is the worst scandal well, in the but, history but, of but
1: the world. It's
0: so true. I completely agree with that. My point is that <laughs> that now it's it's moved. Now we're moving past that. But someone. At camp, because ESPN's doing this, like, and ESPN's a bunch of shills as well, which is which is proved by Deflate <laughs> I thought you're you're you were know going to say
1: something different.
2: No, you're you're a deflate just, Gate. Yeah,
1: I got some balls are, for you to deflate.
0: Yeah, I mean, those people are just awful. Anyway. Um,
1: having said that.
0: Yeah. Someone's t- going to say something that stupid, is my point, because hyperbole yeah. sells. So, yes, it gets overused. Having said that, which is where I think you
1: were going the NES did save console gaming in the <laughs> at least at least in the west it was fine in in japan uh, we it, it, again reading reading that console wars book it, the I mean, a lot of people in the industry or in the supply chain, I should say, really hated Nintendo by the time uh, the <clears throat> late 80s rolled around because they were so draconian. Like, hey, you companies can only make five games a year for our system. Hey, right. we, you have to use our cartridges and we have to approve everything that you put on it, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. And people hated that, but it was necessary after the crap that happened in the early 80s so with, the, with, that, you know, with the flooding of the market with complete and other poop. Uh, by so many different companies and Nintendo was able to fix it get things back rolling again and it's been going fine ever since So, and if you haven't been watching Hall and Catch Fire you definitely need to do it I still haven't watched second season um, I, so, I, know, I know Nash who's in the chat or at least was in the chat was disappointed with the season uh, I,
0: disappointed, I disappointed with season 2 I completely agree with the beginning of season 2 things are definitely ending strong Okay. okay it's a different show The first season of the show, I really enjoyed, but it's a very different show than season two.
1: Okay, so if I'm going to watch the second season of that, you need to watch Rick and Morty.
0: I'll do that. Just don't make me watch Doctor Who ever again.
1: Only if you watch Rick and Morty. Okay, I'll do that. Also, no. It's only two seasons of it, so. You should watch an episode with uh, Peter Capaldi.
0: Yeah, I know. Actually, uh, BBC America is doing some kind of, I think it's like next weekend, they're doing a best of Doctor Who for this season. Yeah It's like eight episodes You just go watch it it's There's cool. some good stuff Yeah That's what I heard Yeah All right um, Here we go VG Music Professor asks To what do you attribute the acceptance of nerd culture over the past 15 years? You mean besides Big Bang Theory?
1: That's a product of it Or that that's a, that's a Yeah No
0: I know That's a symptom My, of, a joke.
1: of it um, Wow that's a good well, question Here's here's what I would say.
0: I would say that there's been really good artists that have been entrusted with a lot of the things that you know were normally attributed to geek culture, and because that have been they, so, people that made good stuff in other genres now make good stuff in places where there are normally geek culture is associated. So now that geek stuff is cool. Um, you know, not to utilize my own framework from the last from that question before about the legitimacy of games but hello if if, hello how long how wow how long did a song of ice and fire exist before george R. R. martin Hmm. actually said okay you guys are going to do it because you're not going to screw it up and i think it's going to be good right (laughs) a lot of people could have made a, a song of ice and fire and it wouldn't have even been <clears throat> half as good as Game of Thrones is. Have you seen the original?
1: Have you seen the original uh, covers for these uh, for the the first like three books of uh, Song of Ice and Fire? Like when they came out originally in the late nineties, um, they yes. look like bodice ripper novels. Like uh, I would it, be ashamed to be caught on the bus so where sure. like like reading these things because that's what they thought they were. That's what the they thought people wanted. Yeah, exactly, what they thought was, people wanted. It's. Yeah, but now, I mean, I mean, Game of Thrones is one of the biggest shows out there.
0: Um, but 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 my point is, they got good people that make good TV and tell good stories to take the helm, and now you don't have to be ashamed to watch Game of Thrones. They have J.J. Abrams making Star Trek, something that people thought was dead for a decade and would never come back. It's back. It's, it's big. It's popular again. They have J.J. Abrams making Star Wars, something that has been ridiculously mocked by... Really, every subculture out there, for <laughs> since George Lucas picked up the mantle in 1999. Oh God! So, and and now it's 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 back. It's 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 big again. Video games went from being a niche that only you know
1: a small group of people play in their spare time to or, being or something kids. that everyone does now. And I mean, I, I, you could also yeah. I would say that's a good thing. I mean, specifically with video games, there are so many kids grew up with Nintendo and then Sega and and Super Nintendo and Genesis, I should say, that when those kids grow up, naturally they are they know at least a little bit of something about video games, right? Um but right. yeah, overall I think you're right. I think the the breakthrough of really well done fantasy and sci fi and and similar you know, similar stories. I mean like before 2000 whatever it was 2003 uh, before the Lord of the Rings movies came out yeah were there any good fantasy movies really <sighs> ever I mean could you imagine you couldn't okay it, it's Conan
0: the Barbarian because of how horrible it is
1: it's funny because oh. there is a actually I'm going to pull this up there's a YouTube video of um, Game of Thrones as a mid 90s HBO show
0: fantastic
1: and it's 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 goofy. It's like
0: Xena Warrior Princess. Yes, exactly. Game That's, of Thrones edition.
1: Um, a, a, I'm just going to pull it up really quick. Uh, Game of Thrones 1995 style. So you know what it looks like, Kami. So you, I don't yes. need to show this to you. Simply the no. best choice on TV. HBO. Just I'm a man with a mind, much to do in one track Uses a Queen song. I think it's like Highlander. It's just, it's, it's, it's cheesy. It's what,
0: it's what fantasy was exactly?
1: Movies. It's what fantasy was back at the time. It wasn't taken seriously at all. It, it, but it,
0: but it also shows how the differing cultural attitudes can affect the way an acceptance of something like that if you made i mean you know there are plenty of good shows that that were in the 90s that never sailed <laughs> because they just they were too they, they were too counter-cultural at the time but mm-hmm. now they would fit in well right game of thrones is one of those the gritty realism movement really hadn't happened yet
1: yeah, How do you shows like you know. and shows like *Battlestar Galactica* really brought uh, serious sci-fi to the forefront. Absolutely, I, I mean, I love *Star Trek: Next Generation*, but it can be kind of goofy.
0: We're f- <laughs> we are forgetting the most popular show on television. I'm actually looking at my Twitter feed right now. It's recommending I follow Robert Kirkman. *Big Bang Theory*. Big Bang Theory, um, The Walking Dead, which yeah. which took a again something very much left to the realms of geekery, and it is
1: now the number one show on television. It is, and these can be seen as Trojan horses into yeah, more I mean, that's, popular that's culture. It. That's it. That will get people interested because, in other stuff that is similar to it. Like, oh, I like this Game of Thrones thing. Who knew I liked right. fantasy? Maybe I should right. try some other stuff, you know? Right. Whatever. And
0: I think I think to a certain extent, though, you don't have to like fantasy to like Game of Thrones. You don't have to like zombies to like... In fact, I would argue The Walking Dead has very little to do with zombies at all, and that's why it's a great show. I would argue that Game of Thrones has very little to do with the things that people normally attribute with sword and sorcery high fantasy. It's simply the best. There are, you know. Now, if you read George R. R. Martin's Martin books, they actually, you know, hide some of that stuff. Like he goes into full detail. You know, if you're ever like reading a Game of Thrones, like the the first book, like the detail with which he goes into the kinds of helms they're wearing, and like this is the you know <laughs> armor. You sit there and you go, oh my god, dude! Like did you? Just, he must have just spent like all day at a medieval museum and just taking a bunch of notes. You know, and he just wants to show what he knows because he's so obsessed with what this armor would
1: look like over that armor. He gets away from that, thank God. Well almost. I mean he all, I mean, becomes he was writing as a product of the times, right? If I read more if I read one more time about <laughs> the, 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 the
0: here here are three word here's a three word here's a hyphenated word that I never thought I'd ever read in my life. Cloth of gold. You will get ready to read that
1: word 150 times oh. when
0: you read George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire. I thought
1: you were going to talk about uh, food-related stuff, like rashers. The food-related stuff. That just makes me hungry, like rashers of bacon yeah. and yeah. and glistening, dripping, yeah. beardly juices. What? That sounds like something just, different. Like, yeah, never mind. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is.
0: What? You know. <laughs> but uh, the nuts and the fruits and the you know this and that. And it's like okay, cool. You know, I I'm I, I'm all set, buddy. Thanks. Yeah. Um. Anyway, my point is the gritty realism of Game of Thrones was not ready for TV in the 90s. It was not ready for, no. <clears throat> in many cases. You know film was just going through its kind of gritty realism phase that then kind of culminates as a movement in terms of a, of a moment for that movement in 1989 with the matrix where you know now everything can be gritty and real and then 2001 happens and we're all <sighs> skeptical
1: instead of being accepting and well look at the look at the acceptance I mean some of the biggest movies consistently the biggest movies out there are um marvel movies Who would have thought that a a, a connect an interconnected cinematic universe based on comic books is some of the biggest movies out there consistently for the past almost decade. Uh, Even if you look at stuff from 2000, like or or that era, like the first Spider-Man or the first X-Men, it's like, okay, those are good movies. They're a little cheesy. They're a little weird compared to what's out there. More modern. So,
2: yeah.
0: Anyway. Yeah, I mean, and 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 DC, meanwhile, can't make a great movie to save their lives. The only great movies they've made are the gritty realism, Dark Knight series, and that was ready to be yeah. done. I think everybody was kind of done with gritty realism Batman, which is why we're seeing Batman versus Superman now.
1: Which is, are you saying that's not gritty realism? That looks like super saying, gritty realism. It, it does, but it's not Christopher Nolan.
0: It's it's more, it's more you know, I mean, gritty realism. Is he, you know, this is a guy that now he wears a heavy suit so that he can't get beat up by Superman?
1: Well, everyone has to do that so they don't get beat up by Superman. Come on. No. Get hey. the hell out of here. Hey.
0: I'm done with you. Okay. All right. Um, are we I done? know what you mean, though. It's, it's more of a character play than it is necessarily about the powers. I, I agree with that. Are, are we done with Fair this no. episode? Yeah,
1: maybe. We could go for like two hours. No, we haven't. Ah, your lamprey pie. Yeah, we got we get, we get started late. Uh, all right.
0: Rapid Fire, you ready? we only got like three more to go. All right, Rapid Fire, three of them. Okay, here we go. Um, Justin asks, if you and Rue sold out, what products would you two put your names and faces on? If we sold out? Yeah, if we sold out. So it'd have to be something that we don't actually believe in. Are you offering to buy something, Justin? Because if you are... Just let us know what you'd like to buy, and we'll put our faces and names on it.
1: Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we're open to selling out to anything, really. Coffee mugs. Oh, wow. Um, That's a blast from I the don't past.
0: Know. Yeah, blast from the past, baby. My dad wore his shirt the other day. I was like, oh, look at that. We had those. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. Everything. Anything. If it made us money, we'd probably do anything. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Love hotels. Yeah, good. I think that we think would be successful there. Yeah, Lucas asks, "Hey, Commodore, hi, Lucas. Are you excited for
1: Fallout 4? Any thoughts so far?" Mm. Yeah.
0: I'm not a huge
2: Fallout fan. <laughs> like, is
1: that your whole thought?
0: Yeah, I'm, not, I'm. I'm not a huge Fallout fan. You're Looks more really awesome. You're
1: more waiting for the next Elder
0: Scrolls, based off. Of I'm that waiting dimension. for. I'm waiting for the next Elder Scrolls game that's based on Fallout. So uh, uh, another two years, I'll be happy.
1: I'm. I'm. I'm at the same boat. Old-
0: Looks good though I'll probably even even get it for PC at this point Because I at this point do not think I will be getting either A Playstation 4 or a Xbox 720 Mm. So there But I'm getting a Wii U so take that Take it Um, Okay last but not least Morgan asks Your favorite legendary Pokemon Come on this is your question. A I lot. Teed this one up for you. What you don't have? I one? I teed this one up. Yeah, I don't have one because I don't even have a non-legendary Pokemon favorite.
1: <clears throat> I would always use. Uh, <laughs> I almost said Rewtwo. Uh I almost said use Mewtwo a lot in Pokemon Stadium because he, you know, Psychic was way overpowered at the time. Um, mm-hmm. I like Lugia from my favorite Pokemon game, Pokemon Silver. I got a little thing on my desk, which I am now waving in front of the camera. And he's going, That's all I got to say about that.
0: (laughs) And there you have it. Favorite legendary Pokemon. All right. So, um, (laughs) folks, thanks for hanging with us through our technical difficulties, the ones that were more difficult than normal. Hoping to sort out some of these Windows 10 issues by the next time we come together, which will be not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday after that.
1: Um, Are we do it, so? We're doing two weeks. Or, so we're restarting the two week timer from here, right? Oh, should we do that or should we? I see we're saying
0: because we missed a week.
1: Let's should do. it we, I mean, it's not like we have a schedule. It's just every two no. weeks. So yeah, yeah so let's, we'll just, let's let's just do that every two weeks. For, yeah, that's fine. Actually, I think that works out better because I might not be here next week. So okay, let's do Perfect. that. See, works. I might be in the ATL. Oh, look at you doing eating peaches. Peaches for me. Millions of people. It's just for free. Whatever people do in Atlanta, anyway. Um, um, yes, they eat a Chick Fil A. Ooh, sounds good. So, uh, thanks
0: for bearing with us, folks. We appreciate it uh, through uh, one of more and more difficult programs. Thank you for yes. my Macintosh for cooperating tonight with a Microsoft product. You're to officially to, to talk to you. You're officially a Mac fanboy again. I guess I have to be now that a Microsoft product won't work on a Microsoft operating system on the launch day, but I guess that's asking too
1: much. It kind of is for a launch day. Anyway, we'll be back in two weeks on August 19th, Wednesday 9 p.m. Eastern I might as well and say to- also you can find us on on on, uh, on your podcast uh, pad catching app of choice, iTunes Android Stitcher Just search for Echo Screen Live Just do it. Just And
0: rate us, because we like it when people do that
1: Yep, we like to be, uh, you know, put up in front of God and everybody, and told our foibles.
0: Yes, true. We have lots of of, of which we have many. Um, in case you didn't know. Okay, <laughs> folks. Uh, so thank you all for watching. Appreciate you all being a part of the chat. Although I'm now off of it. Uh, thank you, Windows 10. Um, and uh, thank you all for for listening and watching as you always do. For Rue. As always, I am the Commodore from the Clan of the Gray Wolf, and there is no reset button. Screw you, Windows 10. (laughs)
1: Microsoft Windows, more like microshaft Wind blows. Am I right? Hey, do you think this generic sign. 32 gigabyte
0: SD card is compatible with Microsoft Windows 10? Probably, because it doesn't have a sticker on it, so probably not.
1: Yep. And but and oh, uh, 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 it's crashing. Oh, uh, Windows 10 is making it's the stream crash. We're dead. Yeah, I, I think.